Stop for a Tuesday night, May the 25th, and I'm Donald Wayne. And I'm Dennis Lee. Well, hello, Dennis Lee. Hello, Eric, BP. And did I miss anybody? That, oh, Forgotten Tunes? Up there at the top? Hello, Dennis. Oh, what happened? I don't know. I just I was, <laughs> I I was, forgotten. I was waiting no. for a response. I thought maybe No, we're not we're not doing Facebook Live tonight. Oh. Um we're uh we're, we're, we're we'll get that together on what uh we're gonna do moving forward with that, but thank you for asking. Yeah, we'll have to see what the lawyers say about that. Yeah, I definitely have to change the music up. A couple, a couple of pending lawsuits and, you know, yeah. <laughs> some harassment charges. I don't know. It's just. It, it well, was... thank you, Forgotten. That's, um, that's nice of you to say. Um... <laughs> oh, I'm, I had to scroll down. Oh, okay. I, thank you. That's encouraging. We'll, we'll, try, <laughs> we'll, we'll try not to miss the next one either. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we have we have a we have to definitely work out some of the music issues. They they took issue with us and using the music. Of course, either that or it was just me singing. I don't know uh, since no one heard the music but us. But they knew we put it in there, right? That was their problem. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think it had something to do with uh, Nicaragua or something like that. They didn't appreciate it too much. Nicaragua? What in the heck would they even care what we play? Well, I mean, you know, they do. I don't know. Did Maybe you just pull that one out of the air? Yeah, well, from that planet you like to <laughs> Jesus. talk about so much. You know, we're only three and a half minutes in. You can't start talking about that already. I mean, we're going to have to have a science night just so you can you can talk about that for yeah half the night if you want to well thank you eric we appreciate that um yeah bp um you could have definitely streaked right across there what is that white light i don't know so white light we have a streaker a streaker uh, well, i don't know i mean he may you know i don't, I don't know 
what BP does outside, he may get a full tan. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I just came up with an idea for a, for a, a remote show, Dennis Lee. We'll have to talk about that. Remind uh, me what what that thought was at at nine thirty eight on I Tuesday be, night. Be sure to do that. <laughs> it might be interesting. You never know. Could be. Could be. Uh, some of my best thoughts happen under you know the, the worst of times. Um. Ah oh, yes. So. It's Tuesday. Golly, it got Indeed. hot today. I mean, it, it jumped from May all the way into July or August here. Well, we just got to make it to what? June uh, 21st. Ju- June 21st, and then we start going downhill. So the days start getting shorter and shorter. Oh, yeah. What, by a minute and a half a day or something like that on average? Right, right. And before you know it. But, hey, didn't Georgia say we're doing away with daylight savings time this year? I mean, like we're going to be done? Did they pass that? Um, that's what you said. Yeah. Did that's, you say that's, that? That's, they were talking about it. I don't know if they passed it yet. Or was, was your source reliable? Well, yeah, about a 50-50 shot on that. Hey, welcome, Moxie. Hey, Moxie. Um, live remote from a nude beach. That's an idea, BP. What? Uh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, um, I don't even know where a nude beach is on, on this side of the I world. Know, there's one, I, I knew where there was one in Texas because our school bus used to drive by it every day. <laughs> well, uh, it uh, wasn't really a driver, beach. Was... It was more like a new compound. Uh, you know, they had those big, tall, like 10-foot privacy fences Yeah, um, out in the woods. And I think we dropped one little boy off. I don't know how he kept getting on and off the bus with no clothes. I was going to say, um, where in the world <laughs> where was your bus going? What bus was that? Well, they didn't discriminate. They took you know, all kinds, Donald Wayne. Um, clothes, no clothes. So. Was, was that, uh, when you became of age, was that... Uh, well, that what nudie, age was that? That, that nudie <laughs> drive-in still out there on that... Uh, which Highway, one? Uh, which one? <laughs> there used to be one, uh, golly, um, between uh, South Dallas and, and Fort Worth. There was a, that highway that you could take instead of going 35. Oh. Um, but yeah. it, was, it was a double screen, and, and they had so many accidents on that highway because, I mean, it was, it was serious, serious stuff and uh they had to put fences up so people couldn't see over there oh well you know people like to see the nudes <laughs> i don't know so all that from nude beaches but right i mean um, we could do a remote from there but uh i'm you know some of us will have to stay dressed yes <laughs> i mean i will some of us they'll want us just, to stay dressed. Just telling you that right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, we we're we're gonna try to do a remote or two here just coming up soon, hopefully. Yeah, and, and look, we appreciate everybody that's gone back and looked at the Facebook Live that we did. Um oh, yeah. numbers on on engagements and reached uh, people reached and whatnot so thank you so much for your participation yes we do appreciate y'all uh <laughs> watching that um 
I still haven't seen it, but I, I'm hoping to maybe this weekend. I've been, I've actually been working this week more than I've done in a while, so I uh, haven't had well, a chance to watch it. Did you watch the whole thing, Dennis Lee? Uh, no, I didn't watch the whole thing because I came back and tried to watch it after we did it, and I started yeah, nodding off. That, so. that was a little late. <laughs> you were nodding off? That yeah. bad, huh? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little late. Just yeah. Well, it's a good thing we were doing that early because I can't imagine how we would have been acting at at one in the morning trying to do that. Oh no. Uh oh. <laughs> Moxie says the best one so far. Oh well. <laughs> the Sit best video so far <laughs> since it's the only one. Uh, well, there you go. Ah. Uh. I think that's what you, I think that's what the meaning was there. Yeah, we were uh, we were going for that. <laughs> that was the uh, game segment fun. I <laughs> I have not. James Marshall hadn't talked about it since. He he won't even admit that he was part uh, of it. Yeah, we did. We did. Uh, we did push him to the limit on that. <laughs> Well, he was actually seemed like he was kind of getting into the game segments, you know. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a good sport about it. He likes uh, harassing us with those questions. Yes, he does. Okay. Well, he does need his own mic. Yeah, he does. So that's the one thing Uh, I have to tweak. Yeah, the funny. The funny thing is, he has a better mic than any of us, uh, but it just wasn't up here. Uh, we were we were having a shortage of jacks that night, actually. Uh, well, that, that <laughs> well, you know, uh, that's that's why we actually had to go with the angle, the camera angle that we did, because we didn't have another jack to plug in the second uh, uh, camera. Right. So we had to use one, and uh, next time it'll be full frontal. <laughs> Oh my! Well, maybe not full, but it'll oh be, boy, it'll be there we go. frontal. Oh boy! Well, we'll have to have hey, a meeting. If about you can that. talk about planets, I can talk about that. Yes, well, this this is true. This is true. I mean, you know, we all have our own lane. Yeah, well. <laughs> Do I still hear music? Is that you or you, no? That's that's you, Donald Wayne. You, you have a group. Oh, this is this is the song about Egypt. Okay. That's why. All right. Well, the first thing I wanted to talk about tonight, I mean, there was a bunch of stuff. I saw uh, <laughs> Secretary of State on TV tonight, and I already had the my outline done. So, I, But that guy, he's – where did they get – where did Biden get this guy? I mean, he's just – he's just – you know, let's get Hillary Clinton back in there. Instead yeah. of this, I mean, he's just gone off on the deep end. America hating America. Yeah, he just hates America. All right, so us, you want to talk about Scotus? About what? Scotus. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put an extra letter in there. <laughs> Goodness gracious! <laughs> it was uh, a I think I'd rather not. Uh, no, Freudian <laughs> slip. Uh, ahead, every time I see that word, though, I have a problem processing it. That acronym, I, I should say. I, well, I don't know that I've ever sli- almost called it that, but that, that's funny. Really? I like it, yeah. 
Uh, well, oh, welcome, Chris. It's uh, just That's funny. What can I say? SCOTUS. So <laughs> SCOTUS rules in favor of Rhode Island man whose guns were illegally taken by police without a warrant. Yeah. Did, uh-huh. did you see that story? You heard that story? Uh, no, I did not. Um, you know, this guy's name. And I, I thought maybe when I said his name, you would. Let's see what you say. Edward Canigula. Oh, that was a that was a hardcore movie. Um, <laughs> and I knew of, that would come up as soon as I said this. this lots of, there's a, lots of pornography in that thing. <laughs> uh, I didn't know the Romans were that sick. But I mean, really, Edward they were Canigula. Busy people. <laughs> uh, he sued the city of Cranston, Rhode Island, after police officers located. And took his guns. Now, I don't know why they had to locate him while he was in the hospital for a mental wellness check. So this poor guy's in the. I guess it, article doesn't really say, but it looks like he checked himself into the hospital for a mental well health, uh, health check, and which you know maybe uh, I he must have had some issues, obviously, or he wouldn't have done that. But um, while he was in the hospital. The police came into his home and took uh, his guns. Jeez. So he, I don't know what the timeline of this was, but obviously it was some time ago because uh, he decided to sue them over it. Obviously he returned home and he sued the police department over it. Uh, It went through two lower federal courts and both of the federal courts sided with the police officers saying, you know, they allowed, you know, said that it was okay for them to come in and seize his guns. Um, what they did, though, is they, they relied on a provision um, in the Fourth Amendment that allows the police to seize guns from drivers while they're on the road, which it must, <laughs> I'm not sure how that got in the Fourth Amendment, but um, <laughs> since there wasn't any cars, Right. But the, the police that seized the guns had argued that they were allowed to seize Canigula's guns during the wellness <laughs> check because <laughs> of the community care taking exception to the Fourth Amendment. Oh, wow. uh, so it's an exception. It's not necessarily written into the Fourth Amendment. Uh, that exception allows police officers to conduct searches for what may be described as community care taking functions when there is no claim of criminal liability um so anyway they went into his home without a warrant while he was in the hospital and confiscated his guns was it a mobile home (laughs) being pulled down the highway no it uh doesn't really say bp but uh, it just says his home it could have been a mobile home that might change maybe if it was an rv it could have changed the change things a little bit so anyway after being turned down twice by uh lower federal courts um they went ahead and took it to the supreme court and the supreme court heard the case fancy that um they actually listened to something so the supreme court in a rare nine to zero decision in favor of edward uh (laughs) Saying, saying that the Rhode Island police officer acted illegally when the guns were seized without a warrant. Uh, mm. Justice Clarence Thomas actually wrote, the very core of the Fourth Amendment's guarantee is the right of a person to retreat into his 
or her home and there be free and they be free from unreasonable governmental intrusion. Yeah, let's see how long they can keep that one up. Justice Thomas also wrote, what is reasonable for vehicles is different from what is reasonable for homes. So I guess there's an exception that if they stop you, the police stop you in your vehicle, they can confiscate your weapons if they feel like there's, they have just cause to do so. Uh, but that does not relate to them. That doesn't expand to them being able to go into your home without a warrant. So, um, goes on to say many gun owners in the United States have feared the new red flag laws that, you know, the Democrats have been talking about for months uh, will lead to similar instances of illegal intrusions and confiscations, you know, Hey, so-and-so's got all these assault rifles in his house. And, uh, you know, uh, we're going, we have a right to go in there and check it out. Um, let's see, justice Samuel, who's justice Samuel. Didn't get the last name in a concurring opinion address. Those very concerns provision of red flag laws may be challenged in the fourth amendment. And those cases may come before us, but our decision today does not address those issues. So I don't think anything's occurred under the red flag laws yet anyway. So, but yeah, they, so I, I guess he's getting his guns back. It doesn't really say that, but since the Supreme court said that, the police violated uh, his rights. I guess he should be getting his guns back. So good for SCOTUS. Yeah, good for SCOTUS. Uh, <laughs> Scrotus. Um, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. Oh, boy. Um, you know. Good old Texas. They're in the news left and right here lately. Um, they, uh, you know, that they're about to let just anybody carry a handgun uh, in the state of Texas. And we thought that our gun laws here in Georgia were uh, pretty loose. I mean, I don't think you can get any looser or it would fall right out. Um, <laughs> the state of Texas took one step closer on Monday to... Um, to uh <laughs> and i'm not going to read that because they're making fun of us they said em embodying uh uh its cartoonish tv persona as a gunslinging vigilante rodeo of a place um so i mean elliot hannon did this article out of slate so it's <laughs> elliot don't like the uh texans there too much uh <laughs> you dated a few like that did you so you dated some texans uh, there bp is that uh, what you're well, saying um, oh. so, oh, I mean, allegedly, um, uh, no, no, not everybody in Texas has a gun, just like you'd be surprised. Um, I never had a gun until I, I moved to Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't need actually, a gun in Texas. I've, sh I've shot guns in Texas, but I never actually owned one until I moved to Georgia too. So, um, so the Republican heavy state, uh, legislator, legislature, passed a bill that would allow just about anyone to carry a handgun without a license training or a background check. What's concerning is the lack of a background check. And I have to check to see if this is full real. Uh, Republican Gre Governor Greg Abbott has already said he intends to sign the bill allowing unlicensed carry in the law, dismantling one of the state's few limitations on the ability of gun owners 
to do as they please. I think that you should have background checks um, for sure. Um, well, yeah, I, I definitely I, need it. I mean, anytime you buy a gun, of course, there's a federal law that says you have to have a background check. So I don't, you know, the federal law can probably supersede that. I would think so. I don't know why you wouldn't want to have background checks. I mean, I, I don't even see the purpose of that. Sorry, Governor Abbott, but. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, there are some loonies out there. Right. And not just Texas, everywhere. But, I mean, there's just more square footage for it to be a loony <laughs> in Texas. Um, and the heat. The heat gets to them. Uh, you know, and it's so, uh, so, you know, Texas has already been a state that allows you to carry a rifle out in the open wherever you want without a license. Yeah, in um, your pickup and th- truck. Yeah, but um, I think that you can walk with it down the street without a license. That you know, would concern call, me. Call the law on you, you know. That would concern um, me. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't that make you nervous if you you were walking down the street? Well, yeah, yeah. And somebody, hey, Bill, had, what you doing there with a <laughs> rifle in the neighborhood, buddy? The Twelve gauge um, or, or the scoped. Well, we're hunting down. We hunting down a webby. Um, so it says that uh, they wouldn't just let anyone. You have to be twenty-one or older, and have a criminal record clean of violent crime conviction. So that's a plus. Well, that means they have um, to do a background check, then I guess, unless they're well, going to ask yeah. you on a questionnaire. Exactly. Which so, we know well, people to be honest. There, yeah. Well, they're talking about this kind of being like the honor system, but we have to fact check <laughs> oh, this luck. one. Uh, yeah, uh, get with the point of background check. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I, I swear on, uh, you know, so and so's grave that I've never committed a violent crime. Uh, um, you have to watch and make sure their fingers aren't crossed. Um, the bill will not prohibit businesses such as big box retailers from banning guns in the store, which has been the case in a number of national chains. Texas already had some of the least restrictive gun laws in the country, but it's not necessarily outside of the mainstream as nearly half American, uh, half of all American states allow some form of unregulated carry of a handgun in their state. So, you know, um, it was bound to happen. So, well, I agree with Jess that, I mean, bad people are going to get gun. That, that's always been the point, you know, what, what the Democrats are trying to do. They're never going to keep the bad people from getting guns because they get them illegally. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not against background checks for people to go out and buy guns. No, uh, I'm not either. You got to have some kind of checks and balances. Right? Uh, just just because you may find those marginal people who are on the cusp of being dangerous, but then well, that's, I mean, even that's no, not going to get all of them. No. I mean, you know, um, if you just snap one day, you don't have a record at all. And, um, you go pick up your weapon. I mean, um, you can get it. Um, you can get your handgun in your hand. You can get your weapon in your hand within a day here in Georgia, like within, a couple of hours, you know, less than yeah. an hour, really. Yeah. Um, you go down there, they run a quick check. There you go. You need, you need ammo with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
Um, they're saying ammo's in, here. <laughs> they're saying ammo's in short supply again. Did you hear that? Uh, yeah, the, well, they are, and the, the, I think for us, you have to go to uh, Adventure Outdoors or whatever that's called. Um, yeah, the sporting good place down the road. Yep, and you have to be there by eight o'clock in the morning, stand in line, and be lucky if you make it through the doors to get one box of shells. Really, um, and nine millimeter, um, you know, ammo. You're lucky to even get a decent set of that. There's a lot of that Russian stuff floating around. Nothing against the Russians, um, you know. <laughs> if there's any lesson here, other than you know, uh, well, and that's anyways. funny because last month I got a flyer from those people saying, "Hey, we got a sale on on ammo, and it's it's very plentiful right now." So there must have been a lull. Well, no, they have, they have, like I said, like the nine millimeter, they've got plenty of, you know, shit ammo. If you want that, <laughs> this got, you know, it's primed casing. It'll gum your, you know, your gun up after you shoot, you know, a clip through it. And, uh, so welcome to the Tristalk ammo hour. Yeah. We're, <laughs> this became a gun show, didn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Anybody Sorry got anything that. they want to sell? No, I guess that's illegal. Uh, All right. Oh, goodness gracious. Here we go. <laughs> well, uh, we get hit on music. We might as well get yeah, hit on. Might as well. I heard talk there's trading 50 cow on there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all I got on that one there. I, it's just a little, sounds a little weird, though. It's. I mean, I know Texas has a reputation of being a little out there with some of that stuff, but I don't know what the purpose of all that is. Yeah, I don't I'll have to check with uh, some local resources there in Texas. And see. Uh, we, yeah, we need to do some fact checking on that. Yeah. There, we'll, get the, we'll get the research team involved. We'll call uh, uh, <laughs> Bubba and yeah. see see what he says. Sound like Boomhauer. Boomhauer. Okay. <laughs> what? All right. So uh, where am I? I don't know. <laughs> It's so easy to lose a place. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, the have you heard that the Iowa and Iowa? Way to go. Ohio. Robert's place. Uh, Iowa and Alabama governors have signed laws banning vaccine passports. What? 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 They've signed laws banning vaccine passports. Oh, yes, I did see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure. Uh, the Iowa governor, Kim Reynolds, and the Alabama governor, Kay Ivey, both Republican women, have signed bills into law joining other states that prohibit uh, the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, the COVID-19. The new strain. Uh vaccine passports at the state level now that you know again um that's just at the state level governor ivy said in her statement the governor of texas since the development of the covid19 vaccine both dr harris which is the state health officer there in texas and i have said that we would not mandate vaccines in the state of alabama I am supportive of a voluntary vaccine, and by signing this bill into law, I'm only further solidifying that conviction. And then the Governor Reynolds of Iowa 
said last month that she strongly opposes vaccine passports and would like to take legislative or executive action uh, to keep that, you know, keep them from becoming uh, an issue. Uh, the two laws and similar that they both prohibit state agencies from issuing identifications that show personal vaccine records and further state that no business or government entities should require proof of vaccination to provide admission or service. Uh, of course, the Iowa version specifically targets just the COVID-19 uh, vaccine and having a passport for that. But Alabama is not limited to the COVID-19. So if you get any kind of disease in Alabama, I guess, uh, you don't, you can't be required to get any kind of passport for that. Um, Iowa also requires that grants or contracts funded by the state revenue shall not be awarded to or renewed with respect to a business or governmental entity that violates the law. You know, there's some uh, universities in some states that are trying to mandate that uh, returning students uh, have uh, a passport, a go uh, you know, proof that they've been vaccinated. Uh, I don't think it's in either one of these two states. Um, the Alabama version doesn't provide any punishment or mechanism uh, if you do break the, the law. Uh, governors from Texas, Idaho, Arizona, South Dakota, Montana, South Carolina, and Wyoming have all issued executive orders to ban such passports. Utah, so, what? Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm just I'm confused. Sorry. Breaking the, so you get punished. So you get punished if you actually, how would you get a passport, a vaccine passport if one's not, you know, wouldn't the state have to make that available when you have to apply with them? Where would you get um, a vaccine passport from? Like there's a guy making them in a back room somewhere. I bet there um, is in New York. You know, well, probably. Um, but Since then it's they like, are requiring you know, it up there. Yeah. Okay. I got well, you. it just says that. I mean, if they catch you with one on your person, what do they do? I mean, is it jail time or? No, it's, it's, it prohibits people from uh, requiring them or issuing them. In other words, uh, I guess medical uh, uh, health departments of various cities or counties could maybe try to mandate it and, and require you to have some kind of identification. And this is just saying that, you know, no one in the state can do that. Right. So it, it may not stop them from doing it, but it uh, in, in, uh, in Iowa, they will, uh, it it's just says that you can be, uh, punished, but it doesn't really go into the details of that other than if anybody is caught uh, doing it that does business with the state, then their contracts will be revoked. So, uh, and then Alabama doesn't show any kind of punishment on there. I don't know. I, I guess it would be county or, or city uh, health organizations that may try to, you know, require it and, and issue something. I mean, you know, I have the card that I got when I got the vaccination. Right. But that doesn't uh, really qualify as a passport, does it? No. I mean, yeah. Uh, you could probably get those on the street somewhere from somebody. But uh, I'm thinking they're talking about the same kind of passport that uh, New York has come out with that we talked about the other day. Uh, it says here, 
let's see, where is it? Utah. <laughs> Who was it that? Let's see, Hawaii, New York, and some parts, some parts of California have rolled out programs for digital passports that track testing and vaccination status. So, you know, I guess they're trying to stay ahead of something like that happening in their states. Uh, and, of course, we know that Florida, uh, first DeSantis came out with an executive order saying that no one would be required to have those in Florida. And then, of course, they signed it into a, a law this month. Uh, in Utah, Arkansas, North Dakota, they've also passed laws to deal with the same issue. So, mm. I think just so really it looks like it's only Hawaii, New York and California so far that are really pushing on people to have this quote, you know, in Cal in uh, New York, they call it the Excelsior pass. Right. We talked about that the other right. day, <laughs> which is, I think is the, the motto for the state of New York. Uh, Excelsior. Excelsior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, but Joe Biden, if, if there's anything that gives you a little encouragement, Joe Biden has insisted that the federal government is not going to implement or support any vaccine passport system. So, which is kind of surprising, you know, mm. since New York has already stuck their neck out there. Well, it's stuck a lot out. Um, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> talking about neck. Yeah. Head. Um, well, I mean, if we're, we're we're down in the southern region there, <laughs> so I beg your pardon. So uh, here comes Florida again. Governor DeSantis is on a roll, isn't he? Um, you know, is with, he? With, with, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's just he's throwing out law after law down there. He says basically they're not going to put up with any crap. Um, so there was an article that came uh, across CNN by Brian Fung that uh Do you say Florida Fung Governor, Fung F U N G Oh Fung uh Fung Fun um <laughs> okay. welcome Rams um Florida Governor Ron DeSantis took a swipe at big tech on Monday as he signed a hot button state bill targeting how digital platforms moderate online content. Did you hear about that Donald Wayne? Um, uh yes uh, I, I saw some of that controversy. Controversy, indeed. Um, and, and the marks one of the biggest steps um, by the Republican, by a Republican governor, to act on allegations of online censorship at the hands of companies such as Facebook, Google, and Twitter. Um, but you know, tech uh, critics, industry critics, say the legislation is unconstitutional, setting the stage for a court battle over the law um so and uh see what did he say uh DeSantis said that uh I, I would say those lockdowns have ruined millions of people's lives all around this country DeSantis said wouldn't it have been a good uh been good to have a full debate on that in our public square but that was not what Silicon Valley wanted to do um you know, the, the, they could get possible fines um, for $250,000 a day. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, $25,000 per day if the candidate is running for a non-statewide office 
the banning political candidates in the state, um, you know, uh, so when they actually run it, yeah, when they're running for office. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The bill DeSantis signed prohibits tech platforms from suspending or banning political candidates in the state. So that's what it is. Um, so if they do, if you know one of the aforementioned tech giants uh, tries to keep one of the candidates' ads from running, they could be fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars a day. Um, if the deplatform candidate is seeking state office, and twenty five thousand per day if the candidate is running for a non state wide office. So it's pretty hefty fines. Yeah. And it gives. Uh, it also gives Florida residents the ability to sue tech companies for deplatforming as well. Um, and other uh, states that are taking up such actions have been Arkansas, Kentucky, Oklahoma, and Utah. Um, stick it to them. Stick it to the man. I mean, um, you know. <laughs> They What's deserve up, it. Um, says uh, Florida's bill comes as U.S. Law, lawmakers have proposed significant changes to the federal law that gives tech platforms the legal leeway to curate their platforms without being sued. The federal law, Section 230 of the Communications Act of 1934, has come under attack by Democrats who argue platforms benefit from the law's immunity protections without doing enough to rein in offensive content. While Republicans argue the platforms restrict too much content. So, you know, nobody's going to be happy. No. Uh, But yeah, so yeah, Florida's, uh, Florida's on a tear. Did you see that? I didn't actually get to watch the interview, but, um, Something about Project Veritas uh, had a couple of insiders in Facebook that were ratting on on executives there on at Facebook about their handling of information on their platform about uh, COVID vaccines and so forth and uh, anything that was outside of the liberal point of view was being banned from Facebook. No. Um, yeah, that was supposed. I I think that was supposed to occur last night, and I didn't get to watch it. But um, yeah, it was something. Project Veritas had some insiders there everywhere right now, trying <laughs> sneaking, getting getting uh, insider information from places, and um, it's supposed to be supposedly a big deal to Facebook. In fact, according to them, Facebook has already contacted. The, the guy who runs Project Veritas and says that we're making some changes to our policies here because of the report that you did, because of the information that was leaked out. Uh, but yeah, they played some kind of recording. Uh, somebody supposedly that works inside Facebook, uh, they, of course, they conceal their voice. Um, but yeah, they were giving some. Uh, Damaging information about policies inside Facebook regarding uh, information about COVID vaccines and, mm. and uh, reports. Yes, Eric. Collusion. Collusion. That's, you know, 
I mean, I think they're starting to get the hint. I think either the, maybe it's because people are getting fed up. Uh, more and more people are complaining and, and banding together. And um, my uh, brother in North Carolina, he just told me, I talked to him over the weekend. He told me that he's joined an organization in North Carolina that is uh, banding together to fight. Um, uh, oh gosh. Now what am I, the, uh, education thing that we talked about CRT oh, critical yeah. race theory. And, uh, so he's joined this organization they're going to have some meetings and they're going to talk about what they need to do to push back against the school system in the part of North Carolina that he lives in to, uh, keep them from pushing that on the students there where they live. So I think more and more people are starting to, you know, get off their hands and get out there and and start saying, you're not doing this to us anymore, which is a good thing. Yeah, me too. Push back. We're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. Where's that song? We're not going to take it. Oh, Who's yeah. that by? Cry, uh, cried right or? Crowd right. Quiet, <laughs> quiet right. There, quiet there. right. Okay. <laughs> One of those people. Crazy rioters. <laughs> I think they're out of Seattle, that grunge band. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Well, no. you know, and I, I, I saw another thing tonight briefly about uh, a group in California. Was it Venice Beach? I think that that they've got all these tents and stuff set up and some, some councilman in there in that city wants to uh, pass an ordinance that allows them to, to just homestead on the beach. Yeah. Where, well, there's uh, homeless camps everywhere now. It's like the, uh, the thing to do. Um, and uh, <laughs> well, this, this guy said, you know, we can, I can't even go to the, to the beach with my family anymore. Cause there's, there's people sleeping in the sand. They've got tents up and they showed pictures of it. And, uh, he, he's kind of a meek kind of guy. And, you know, he doesn't look like anybody that would make waves. He says, but I just got fed up. And I, I you know, I told my wife, I'm on a, I'm just going to start a little petition. They didn't expect much from it. And I think they had over 3000 people sign up and in the, in the first day. That's, <laughs> Got visitors? I'm sorry. Did you say that they had, there was something about meat? Meat? <laughs> what did I? I digress. I, did I say meat? I don't think so. I, did I say meek? I think I said meek. Oh, meek. Okay. I think. Um, I don't know. I have to go back and listen to the tape. Um... It anyway, did it? Not. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Let me let me take another sip of this oh, ducky whiskey. That's what I tell you. You shouldn't have left that bottle here, Dennis Lee. Uh, oh, now I blame for that too. Um, All right. Well, so you threw with DeSantis? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go right ahead, sir. Okay. Um. So the come on man thing here segment, I don't have, do you still have your come on man thing? 
<laughs> well, what thing is that? <laughs> Donald Wayne. <laughs> well, you, you you had something the other night. Oh <laughs> yeah, the. Uh, uh, I'll get. Let me, as Moxie said it's kind of like meat too. Well, I'm gonna have to enunciate better. I can see that right now. You do a little song and dance, and I'll pull it right up for you. What's this twisted sister? That's who the name of that art. The name of the, the artist. Uh, oh, is that what you the, said, twisted sister? No, you said quite right, and I I went ahead and went along with you. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember saying quite right. You did. Well, actually, you said something else. I know I did. I had it. I knew I had it wrong. Uh, you trying to find your come on, man? Oh, here we go. Realized that some have concluded that because I didn't respond very tough back mm-hmm. to her, that how can I take on Trump? Um, I've never had any trouble taking anyone from Trump to Putin to Xi Jinping or anybody else. So I mean, it's <laughs> not. Uh, but what do you do? You make it to the general. You're on the debate stage. He's lying. He's saying we're doing great. That's his brand. We're stronger than ever. He starts making fun of your age, your mental state. He starts going after you in ways that this is, I mean. I said, come on, Donald. Come on, man. How many push-ups you want to do here, pal? You know, come on, run with me, man. It's like I was in a. Oh, boy. We say I'll run with you? Is that what he said? He's like, come on, Donald. Come on, man. Who is that interviewing him? Do you know who that is? Uh, let's see who that is. Uh, Not Leslie no, Stahl. It, it doesn't say. Oh, okay. I just yeah. wonder. Because she said, he's lying. He's lying. Yeah. just wondered where she got her information. Okay. He's like, he's like come on, Donald Wayne. How many push-ups <laughs> you want to do? I did. I didn't hear him say Donald Wayne. I did hear Donald. Uh, I can tell him we don't even have to go down that road. There's no reason for that, there, buddy. Um. Anyway, thank you for that. Was I don't think he actually said "Come on, man." Though we talked about the push-ups. Oh, he, he did actually. Here, oh, okay. Uh, All right, that's right. Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll get his. Uh, come on, Donald. Come on, man. Oh, he said, come on, Donald. He's okay. such a personally. Uh, yeah, okay, we already got that, Biden. Jeez. Yeah. All he's right, so, so insistent. I bet. The way he's brushing her hair. I'd like to see him do a push-up, actually. Yeah. We'll reach out to his people, and they can reach out to our people. Yeah. And, Let's throw that challenge out there. Let's throw the gauntlet down and say, okay, we'll give you a little slack if you can actually do a push-up. Right. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They'll probably get a body double. Um, right. So, anyway, in, in regards to that, um, you know, a few months ago or, or maybe several months ago, they, the body cams for police officers was such a big thing. And, and, and liberal. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's a mind of its own. There's uh, medication. Uh, they were pushing and they wanted to make sure police all had body cams and stuff. So, uh, but it's funny now because they've had, you know, there's more and more body cams being used across the country in various police departments and liberals are starting to back away from that a little bit because they're not getting the footage on those body cams that they're, they were expecting. Hmm. 
they're a little disappointed because they're not getting the footage. So they've 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 found out that there are several problems that that body cam creates. One, uh, there's an argument that you know it alters the personality that the the police officer knowing that he has that he has a body cam and then knowing that all of his interactions with whoever he stops or engages with is going to be recorded, uh, that he may not act the way he normally would act in a situation if there was no witnesses. Of course, in this day and time, there's probably no way that a police officer can stop anybody that somebody doesn't have a cell phone nearby and, and record it anyway, unless it's at four or five o'clock in the morning or something. But yeah, even then. So, you know, they're having a problem with that because they said, well, you know, these police officers are acting nice now because, you know, they know they have the body cam on and everything's being recorded. So they don't like that. Um, the second thing is that they're not getting footage of abuses that they thought that they would get. They just thought that that would be rampant. You know, these, well, these should, body Shouldn't they be happy not to get them? Well, that's the point. It should be, shouldn't it? Wouldn't you think that regardless of the reason that, hey, we're, we're excited, you know, uh, police officers are acting better. They're not, they're not doing the things that we, we said they were doing before. So, but anyway, since now some people are talking about maybe we shouldn't have the body cams. <laughs> oh, and they've, they've also discovered another downside to this, that in many areas that, uh, People aren't videoing, uh, you, you know, the private the private videos. They're not taking videos of the interactions as much, and and turning them in like they were before. You don't see them as much because they know the body cams there, and and you know, I mean, that's the one that's going to take uh, precedent anyway if if it has to be used. So they're they're not quite getting what they thought they were going to get out of the body cams on the uh, police officers and like well, you said they, that should yeah. be a positive thing we should be happy that that it's showing that at least the evidence that they have now on the body cams is it's not uh, the abuse is not as rampant as they were talking about before now of course there's a lot of police departments still that don't have body cams so i'm you know that's still an area that Maybe things could be happening that no one could see, but uh, yeah, they're 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 not completely satisfied with that. Well, they might want to put out there what they're looking for. Yeah. What, yeah. What you, exactly kind of videos are you weirdos wanting? So you want us to wear body cams, but you want us to go ahead and and do the things that you said that we were doing, and that we know that has happened in some instances, right? But just by and large, they're just not getting the abuse is that they thought that they would get with those, uh, the footages off the body cams. Um, I, you know, last year, what was it last, uh, March or May, March or April where yeah. they, uh, canceled, um, uh, the live PD show on TV. Did you right. ever watch that? Yeah, I did actually. The one that ran for years and years and years. One, uh, well, you know, you're not talking about cops. I, no, I know I'm not talking about talking cops. about though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Live PD, I thought was a little bit better than cops because I think cops was edited. 
uh, more. And I think the live PD was pretty much, unless you went back and watched a show that was, you know, uh, uh, taped and, and re-shown later, but most of the time those things were live at that moment. So, you know, they didn't really have any way to edit anything that you could see. And, uh, that's, you know, I watched that quite often and I was very surprised at some of the, the garbage that these police officers had to put up with day in and day out, uh, from people that they stopped a lot of belligerent people, a lot of challenging people, you know, and, and it also made me think, and many times in that live PD, there would be one police officer by himself on a, on a lone stretch of a highway or something, stopping somebody. And I, I just, I don't feel like at night, uh, police officers should ever be by themselves. Uh, it's just such a dangerous situation, but yeah, I like the live PD and it just really showed you down to earth. What was going on a lot of times, not maybe not every time, but, uh, a lot of times. So they're not, uh, they're not completely satisfied, so we'll see what they'll ask for next, Dennis Lee. Probably a lot. Welcome, and, uh, <laughs> Hmm. It's all back to you. Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh. <laughs> That's right, buddy. That ain't no Hank Williams song. Is that where they're in the cage? Like yeah. 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 <laughs> and they just start having to play rawhide after that. Rolling, um, rolling, rolling. Desperate times call for desperate, desperate measures. <laughs> um, did you know, Donald Wayne, that there is a new species of bacteria that has been found in snake poop? I do. Um, it resists 35 types of antibiotics and could spread to humans. I mean, who is looking for that anyway? Why? I want to know who actually is the one that has to sift through the bat poop. Yes. <laughs> um, I wouldn't think there'd be a lot of it. So, Did you say bat? Probably. Did I say bat? I thought you said bat. I may have said bat. I may have said bat, did I say? <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not just me. <laughs> it's spreading. It's starting it's to spread. This, it's a family yeah. trait. Yeah. Snake snake poop. Uh, we, we don't <laughs> want any bat poop. I don't want snake poop either. Um, <clears throat> did I say snake then bat? Well, yes. I mean, See, really. There's confirmation. <laughs> the fact checker. <laughs> Thank you for that, Jess Stuck. Um, but yeah, Indian researchers say they've isolated two new species of antibiotic-resistant bacteria from the scat or the fecal matter of a vine snake. (laughs) 
a mildly God. venomous reptile found throughout South and Southeast Asia, according to a March 14th article in the scientific journal Anthony Van Leeuwenhoek. So, you know, if you read that, then you already know what I'm talking about. Um, well, you know, these days, Jessica, you can poop in a box and send it off and they'll tell you if, you know, you got something wrong with you there or something, I guess, you know. Well. I've seen those boxes on TV. It's, Talk about them all the time. The little box um, walking down the hallway. Dur, 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 dur. What's that, honey? Well, it's my new stool sample that's being sent out. Well, it's actually an animated box that they have on there. Yeah, no, it that's, is. That's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy the new, species, the new species are resistant to at least 35 different antibiotics according to india today uh, if they prove capable of making the jump from um herps to human beings i guess we're talking about snakes um they <laughs> could comp <laughs> It could complicate medical care in a myriad of ways, it said. Um, yeah, India, you know, the India is almost one of the uh, most frequently and severely affected uh, countries by snake bites, according to the WHO. Um, and that's the World Health Organization, <laughs> not the, <laughs> not the uh, retro, the, the classic the rock 60s band. rock band. Yeah. Um, between hmm. 2000 and 2019, 1.2 million residents of the country um, died as a result of envenomation. In yeah, India that alone, was a, wasn't that a cartoon? Um, yeah, most of them. Most of them were under the age of 15, um, or they were between 30 and 69. So, or, I guess the the 20 year olds were pretty damn smart. They weren't having any of it. And then once you hit 30, you're like, oh, I guess I'll pet it. So <laughs> um, while, while India is home to more than 60 types of venomous snakes, crates, cobras, and Russell's vipers, um, thought that was a, a band back in the day, are responsible for the vast majority of annual fatalities, according to The Who. I know we've got some lin uh, listeners from India. Uh, which it'd be nice if they were on here, they could talk about it here. Um, so yeah, apparently that's a big deal over there. And the, uh, the Planacacus, Planacacus bacteria, um, the doctor said can be transmitted through contact with the infected water or air. It's been known to cause outbreaks of necrotic hepatitis in chickens, according to India today. So, um, in the air, yeah, it's a recent because recently the, the it has been observed that the Chinese crate and the Chinese cobra may be the original source of coronavirus that has triggered an outbreak of a deadly infectious respiratory illness. When the researchers performed a more detailed uh, bioinformatics analysis of the sequence of 2019 COVID. It suggests that this coronavirus might have come from snakes. Damn snakes. I don't think it's talking about the current coronavirus. It's just another yeah. form. I mean, there's what? I don't even remember how many there's a bunch. COVID, COVID viruses there are, but there's a lot. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but it can take to the air and the water. 
So India not only has a problem with, I mean, tigers eating people over there. They also have a lot of snakes. snake issues too. Yep, snakes be killing folks. That's that's yeah. unfortunate. I can't imagine um, to have to go. It's that high. I hate it for them. Yeah, I'm not moving to India. Um, <laughs> we'd like to visit, but they're going to have to, you know, get that snake thing fixed. I can handle most everything else. Snakes and the big freaking spiders y'all got down there in Australia. Not having that either. We'd love to go down there. Spiders. Um, yeah. The ones that could stand up and they're like standing on their back legs and swatting at you with their little front front legs like, well, you want some? We'll just walk around with a tennis racket. No, I'm not doing that. It would probably grab a hold of the tennis racket <laughs> if I was doing it and start beating me with it. Like, very, that's what you, very possible. That's, that's what you get, mate. Um, well, let's go from that to from bacteria to um, sexual temperament. <laughs> um, that, I know this is a family show. It's not going to be like that. Um, you did edit that. That I, I hope I did. I, I might have crossed out the wrong thing. A teacher sparks outcry after giving students sexual temperament survey asking about arousal. What in the world is going on in our schools, Donald Wayne? Um, our number just went last, up. <laughs> that's, that's the last thing the teachers wanted to know about when I was in school. Um, so a Massachusetts high school teacher was placed on administrative leave after giving a students a survey called highly inappropriate. Oh, really? By the school superintendent. The questionnaire included statements and questions on the topic of sexual arousal. Um, it does, doesn't it, Jesta? Well, uh, the school where the teeper, teach, the teeper, they call these particular teachers teepers um, that spread this filth around. Um, where the teacher is employed is Dracut, a town in Middlesex County. Well, that explains it right there. Um, about 28 miles north of Boston. The teacher's name was not released by the school. However, the superintendent of the area schools, Stephen Stone, I wonder if he's got Austin in there somewhere, is did issue a statement about the controversy on Sunday. He says, and we quote, Late Friday afternoon, the district became aware that a teacher at Dracut, or Dracut High School had distributed a highly inappropriate survey to students, Stone said. The district takes the health and well-being of students most seriously and has initiated a review of the matter one-on-one -on -one for each student. The teacher, he didn't say that, the teacher has been placed on administrative leave pending the review because this is a personal matter and I cannot comment further at this time. Um... But I mean, really, what the hell is going on with schools? Um, uh, said one one of the uh, one of the mothers of one of the kids. She was totally repulsed. She said, "I read the questions on Facebook. Somebody posted the survey, and I think none of the questions were appropriate." She said, um, let's "See." So the Lowell Sun reports that the survey came from the 2015 book. Okay, everybody can write this down. You can go research it for yourself. I think it's got pictures, too. Um, 
the 2015 book, Come As You Are, The Surprising New Science That Will Transform Your Sex Life. Who thought this would be good to bring in For school? the schools? <laughs> what? <laughs> what teachers are, you know, I, it just blows my mind. And the, so the educator that wrote this book was Emily Nagoski. <laughs> Um, and apparently it was a bestseller on New York Times list. Um, so. Okay. Uh, it's just, um, you know, with the, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not promoting the book. I'm freaks going into our schools doing that. So, um, so they did say one person taking the survey asked to march how much each statement applies to them personally. Um, not at all like me as a zero. Okay, well, it basically gives you an outline on how to do the, <laughs> how to do it as they're telling what? you not to do it. Is it detailed? Anyways, yeah, they're spreading this stuff around our schools. Better check what's going on at your schools. That's all I'm saying. No wonder um, our kids are scoring so low on their on their test. <laughs> right, Jess Duck. Yeah, they won't be probably not using Facebook. Were they using a TikTok or something? You know. Be TikToking it all day. Um, so the last one I got here, darling, is that I um, a man got mad because his neighbors didn't mow his yard, so he burnt the house down. Didn't mow um, his yard or their yard? Yeah, because they didn't mow his yard. So apparently, this happened in Iowa. So we need to talk to Robert. What's going on? What's in the water up there? Um, said an Iowa man had been arrested for allegedly setting fire to his neighbor's house because they had not mowed his lawn after he asked them to do it the previous day. Um, apparently, that's serious business up there. Lee Bowman, 53, was arrested on Sunday following an incident on the same day in Sioux City, uh, Iowa. Um, first degree arson and second degree criminal mischief. Um, Bowman admitted that he was upset on Sunday that his neighbors had not yet cut his grass after he had asked them to do so on Saturday. Um, and nobody knows why he wanted them to mow his lawn in the first place, but uh, he visited his neighbor's house on Sunday to ask why they had not cut his damn grass and was filmed on home surveillance footage attempting to take a registration sticker off one of the vehicles parked in the driveway. You don't mind my grass? I'm taking your registration sticker. Um, the neighbors were alerted to the fire later in the day when the, uh, another local resident who called the authorities banged on their door to inform them of their house being ablaze. Um, and they managed to escape without any in injuries or energy. Um, that's horrible. Um, they they uh, it only burned a corner of the house and cost what uh, the police estimated three thousand dollars worth of damage, which you wouldn't think is bad, but I mean that's pretty serious for um, for somebody not more in your yard. Yeah, you know. I. It's a little unheard of, but uh, they are kind of wild up there in Robert's territory. Yeah, apparently. It must be in the corn. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got in my little corner there. Bunch of weirdness. 
I'll say. I'll say. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say some, something about somebody's yard, but I decided oh, not to. Oh, boy. Here we go. They might track the, me down. I'll get the HOA down there again, Donald Wayne. HOA. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's see. Have you ever heard of um, this company called, let's see who he is. Uh, I guess it's not on here. Nope. All right. So I'll have to give that to you in a minute. Anyway, there's a uh, major tech CEO who speaks out against woke capitalism. Oh, Shopify. Have you ever heard of Shopify? I'm speaking to myself again. <laughs> Sorry, I was on. Mute. I see Shopify. you I have the same I problem in <laughs> typing "welcome" as I do. Yeah, Yours is "welco." Welco, and that's mine a new is, bank that SunTrust um, formed. Welco. Uh, um. Yeah. So, have you ever heard of Shopify? <laughs> no, I have not, Donald Wayne. Okay. Well, this it's a CEO of CEO of Shopify. And this is an article in uh, Foundation for Economic Education. I mean, you probably need some of that in this country. Indeed. And it's an article by Brad Palumbo. Uh, anyway, this this uh, CEO comes in and he, he sends a letter out to his employees, uh, basically kind of talking against all of the woke uh, – media and comments about capitalism and so forth. And uh, so I'm just, I'm trying to just get the parts of the letter that he wrote instead of talking about him, but his name is Toby. And I'm assuming he's somewhere in Scandinavia, but it looks like Lutke. Oh. Toby Lutke. 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 Uh, but you can always look up Shopify and see who's running that place. But he uh, recently sent a letter to the entire staff reasserting the company's commitment to competitive in enterprise and rejecting calls for it to embrace social activism. In an age when woke politics are increasingly infecting corporate America, he wanted to remind everyone that we are a business and more importantly, a hugely ambitious one, he says. And in his letter, he wrote, we are trying to create a world-class product that gives superpowers to the merchants that we are obsessed over, Luke, he wrote. Everything Shopify does is to accomplish this, and everyone at Shopify should be able to describe how their job, through a series of direct or indirect steps, furthers this mission. Shopify, like any other for-profit company, is not a family, he concluded. The very idea is preposterous. You are born into a family. You never choose it, and they can't unfamily you. I'm not too sure about that, but the dangers of family thinking are that it becomes incredibly hard to let poor performers go. Shopify is a team, not a family. We cannot solve every societal problem here. Shopify's worldview is well-documented, and we believe in liberal values and equality of opportunity. 
Sometimes we see opportunities to help nudge these causes forward. We do this because this directly helps our business and our merchants and not because of some moralistic overreach. The CEO reiterated his comment to a meritocracy-based employment system driven by efficiency, not politics. He says, we will always have compassion for team members in truly difficult situations. But we need to remind everyone that like any other competitive team, it matters how you show up every day and contribute to the team's success. Beyond straight performance output, everyone that engages in endless slack trolling, victimhood thinking, us versus them divisiveness, and zero-sum thinking must be seen for the threat that they are. They break teams. We want to build one of the best companies in the world, Lucky concluded. We want everyone to have a shot at bettering their lot through entrepreneurship. Almost had it. When we succeed in our mission, millions of merchants do better. Millions of people find employment. We have the opportunity to make that tens and even hundreds of millions of dollars in the future. So that was his message to his employees, his staff and employees. And um, let's see. That's, that's pretty much all of his letter. So, you know, even though he said that he embraces some liberal values and and ideals, he still believes in a company has a purpose and that's to make money. And if the company makes money, then the people that work for the company make money. And he's not there to solve all the social ills in the world or to engage uh, the public all the time about telling them how to live their lives. So good for him. But I, I still don't know where what country he's in. Not sure where that originates. Um, just like said uh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Shop, Shopify is a Canadian company. She is says. it really? Well, he doesn't look Canadian to me. I'll post that tonight. Uh, I've actually figured out how to do those, so I'll post it. I figured with that name, he was from some Scandinavian country. Well, he's he's German, she says. Ah, well, okay. German living in Canada, and he's make. It looks like it's a pretty successful company. How about that? But he's there to make money. Not not set politi- not set political I- policy in the world. Oh, well, that's just crazy. I mean, who whoever heard yeah. of just putting your you know foot to the to the pedal there and making money? I don't I don't know where what he's thinking. Um, Reward people for success and uh, for actually doing their job. Absurd, Donald Wayne. I um, actually had a conversation with uh, my current customer the other day, talking about people and how it's hard to find people in stores anymore that actually number one, know what they're doing there. And number two, actually working and, uh, or actually care that you're in there. Yeah. 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 You know, well, there is another store down the street. So we were just talking about, and and she's quite a bit younger than I am. So 
but she she agreed that uh, yeah, it started some some time ago, and and she she threw out there the fact that well, we started telling people we started rewarding people for just showing up to the job. We made it a big deal that they come in, you know, or they actually do the things that you hired them to do. And we started giving people awards for that. You remember that? Uh, you probably deal with that some in, in, in the organization you work for there, Dennis Lee. Well, companies uh, still do You may that not see it much, but. Uh, <laughs> they still yeah. do plenty of that. I mean, when I was in the corporate world, we actually had to create things to give people awards because we ran out of stuff. And uh, so anyway, this it's nice to see somebody that's actually expecting people to to do the job that they're hired for. And if, if they help make the company successful, then then they'll be successful. Uh Oh, what happened to you? <laughs> Did somebody kick you off, Dennis Lee? We Dennis Lee is missing. Somebody's missing. Well, okay. it looked like the mute button. You to back? Me. <laughs> Jeez. Did you uh, hit the wrong button? I muted myself. I canceled myself. You you um, muted and canceled? Canceled. Canceled myself. Um, okay. So well, welcome uh, to the show. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that, Donald Wayne. Um Ten days after ransomware attack, Irish Health System uh, is still struggling uh, in Dublin. Uh, hospitals on Friday, May 14, found an unsettling sight. Throughout the building, every computer screen was dark. And that would be a problem um, if you're used to seeing those on all the time. That would be a red flag. Oh, yeah. it was. It, yeah, it was a result of a massive ransomware attack that crippled Ireland's health services IT systems and left uh, most of the country's hospitals without computers for over a week. That's nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about, you know, the electric grid and, and, and oil and all that stuff. Well, the outage uh, wreaked chaos, forcing the mass cancellation of routine appointments, blocking access to patients' records, hobbling testing in some key treatment service. Uh, services, including for cancer patients. Um, that's, just, that's just outright disgusting. It will likely be weeks before the systems are fully recovered, and each day it continues, more of a backlog is created, which puts pressure on mo uh, medical workers. Meanwhile, the criminal gang behind the attack is threatening to release patient data it stole during the event. Um, and even... Uh, you know, one of the doctors says it's just uh, just such a mess. There's just people running around. It's totally chaotic. Um, can you imagine? People will be freaking out. Like, what do we do? We don't have. All of a sudden, we're at a point where we hope that we had fi paper files, and there's there's no history, no nothing. Um, okay, I want to know if if they're going to hack all this stuff. Why don't somebody hack all these people I owe money to? <laughs> And erase well, that want, information from the They don't computer. want their information, Donald Wayne, because it's not worth anything. <laughs> They're like, well, if they owe them money. Um, so, yeah, but I, I'm with you on that. Um, it's the worst uh, cyber attack in Ireland's history. And you, you think about a country having a history of cyber attacks, you know, that has been going on that long, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
just after and it happened. It happened actually just after the attack on the colonial pipeline that hit us here in the States. So that's two cybercrime stories that have get, uh, gained you know, international attention. So did they have um, to pay a ransom? Uh, the, well, the, pop, the one here in America? No, no, the one there in Ireland. Um, let's, you know, uh, per, stolen. Just curious. Yeah, I don't see, I don't see that it actually, it didn't actually, I don't think, uh, okay. Of course, I think Ireland, uh, oh, we've got somebody, who was that? Who's what? Somebody, you didn't give the call-in policy tonight. Somebody was trying to call oh, in. I, I just now saw it flash, but I couldn't see who it um, was. Actually, so the uh, call-in policy <laughs> is um, if you're new to the calling in uh, on Tristalk, make sure that you put it in the chat, what you'd like to talk about. And um, first-time callers will get approximately three minutes to where after that we will have to lower you gently back down into the chat we do this so we have no, um, you know, no, uh, so, no, no streakers <laughs> on the show. Um, no, no lyrical streakers. We can't take it. I think that but was yeah, a Craven that was calling in there. Okay. Uh, no, never seen you in here before, Praven or Praveen. Um, but tell us what you want to talk about down in the chat. And we'll likely let you in. Um, but to answer your question, Donald Wayne, um, Ireland said, you know, shite on you. They, their government refused to pay the ransom and began hmm. the grueling process of recovering the systems, calling in the cybersecurity companies, FireEye and Old McAfee to assist in. Um, Did you say FireEye? Yeah, FireEye. F A. F I R E I Y E. I Y E. Did I say I Y E? You did say I Y E. You mean E Y E? Oh, yeah. E Y E. It's like Eeyore. Yeah. I'll be here all week. Try the meatloaf. It's great, I tell you. I need to acknowledge themselves in chat for Donnelly because it's a thought. Right, right. That's wait a minute. Didn't I just say that? (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are messing with me now. (laughs) Trying to break your rhythm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Um, my sister on work hacked a few years ago. Oh my gee. Well, yeah, that's why I hear most people have to pay the ransom, Jester. Uh, that would be horrible. I, yeah, I, you'd think all, all these computer experts could find a way to, but I, I guess they do work on that all the time. Well, one of the, um, see, so one of the cybersecurity consultants um, from Honan. Told ABC <laughs> News, he said, Honan said, uh, This is like somebody mugs you, steals your money, beats you up, and then comes back with your empty wallet. 
Um, <laughs> so you can fill it up again. Yeah, right. It's just, uh, it's horrible. So good for well, them for standing up to it. But I hate it. They had, they had to go through all that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's probably going to be the wave of the future more and more. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're making a significant amount of money, can you imagine somebody hacking into you and holding up every dime that you have? And that's why I have no worries. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I pity the poor soul is going to waste any time on me, but. <laughs> it appears, sir, that somebody has <laughs> hacked your social security number and. Were, they weren't able to open up any accounts. That's how we found them. They were beating one of the clerks <laughs> because it's like my credit's good. I don't know what yeah. you mean. Yeah, that's that would <laughs> certainly be a sad story. <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to meet him just to be like, dude, you really screwed up, didn't you? Uh, yeah, well. Okay. Are we through in Ireland? I mean, I, yeah, we're, we're back oh, I, in the States now. You, you didn't signal me, so I didn't know. I didn't want to step on anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just a quick update. I know everybody's on pins and needles about what's happening in Arizona. Uh, I'm, I'm actually excited to see Atlanta get started on this thing here, but who knows if it'll be pulled off on that recount for Fulton County. But they have started recounting again in Arizona. I mean, they've been working on this thing since uh, April the 26th, I think it was, last month. Jeez. Uh, but they had to stop because they had some kind of uh, high school event there, uh, graduation or something at the auditorium, the facility they were using to count. And so they stopped, and uh, now they've started up again. So they really haven't they don't have a lot to report on yet so far other than the fact they've restarted again, but auditors do say that they found irregularities, including deleted database and ballot batches that didn't match the documentation given to them by Maricopa County. Uh, of course the, the top County officials in Maricopa are condemning the audit still, and they're wanting to end it. They keep calling for it to be, uh, stopped right now uh, the officials are refusing to fully comply with the subpoenas uh they're still not yeah. allowing the uh recount folks to have access to the routers and router images which is really going to be an important part of what they need in order to to do everything that they wanted to do with this audit uh dominion voting systems which also opposes the audit has declined to provide auditors with passwords so they can't get into top-level access of the machines themselves. Um, of course, they keep talking. They're making demands on the Republicans that are in charge of doing this. They're also talking about, of course, the Secretary of State in Arizona is a Democrat, so you know she's she's fighting it as well. But uh, now the Secretary of State there in Arizona, Katie Hobbs, is saying that uh, she doesn't believe they should be allowed to use those uh, voting machines in the next election because she's afraid they may be compromised. But all but because of all the people that are that are touching them, you know, hmm. um, I guess that's 
pretty much all the new stuff on that. I mean, they have the machines on 27 video security, so really there shouldn't be any way anybody could do anything uh, sneaky with them. Right. Um, and, yeah, they're still fighting it. They're still saying it needs to stop. Uh, they keep talking about how they've already done an audit and they've already counted everything that's being counted again. But, uh, you know, it's it's going to happen. They're going to keep doing it until it's finished. I think they have till about the towards the end of June to finish this thing. And I'm mm. hoping I'm hoping. The, and now even the people that are doing the audit are saying, folks, it's not about trying. You know, they can make it like, you know, we're trying to change the election result. We're trying to change the election and kick Biden out and put Donald Trump in there. That's not even the point. That's uh, that's one. It it's stupid. That would never happen. But they just want to get it right. They want to make sure that what was done was correct and that they're not allowed to do it again coming up in what? Um, 16 months, something like that. We'll have have to do the election again, another election. Oh, yeah. So, you know, there's not a lot of time. That'll pass by pretty quick. If they don't uncover all this stuff and get this out of the way, and then do whatever changes need to be made, we're going to be doing the same thing next year. And uh, and I think the Democrats are already sweating the election as it is. Yeah, I believe they are. They should be. Well, it seems like uh, they were talking tonight about uh, this defund the police thing isn't going too well for Democrats right now because the crime rate has gone up so much across the country uh, because, you know, uh, a lot of police officers are, are afraid to do their job anymore for fear of being, uh, you know, indicted or, or fired or, or whatever. So uh, they're starting, there seems to be a little bit of movement on that defund the police thing. And uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Everybody should be able to vote. That has a legal vote. They should. That's it. One time, people. One time. Well, the last thing I got is um, that uh, California USPS workers plead guilty to stealing over $300,000 in unemployment benefits. I mean, what is going on? Oh, my. Somebody, somebody's in the shitter. <laughs> Oh, my. Oh, Oh my my. goodness. Oh, boy. There we go. Checks and balances indeed, Eric. Where did that come up? (laughs) I don't know. I think it was on a clip that I had. Uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about Christmas vacation. Yeah. Two United States Postal Service employees, Donald Wayne, Pleaded guilty to charges they unlawfully bought and cashed postal money orders with thousands of dollars in California unemployment benefits obtained through false claims of COVID-related job losses. No way. No, yeah. Yep, California is just rampant, is it not? And um, 
So it says Christian uh, Jeremiah James was a bullfrog and he was 31. And Armandes uh, Caleb Lagarde, 32, each pleaded guilty in separate hearings to one court or one count of uh, use of <laughs> unauthorized access devices. I you don't know what they were trying to get the locks open with, but one court. the U.S. Attorney's Office said in a statement on Monday. <laughs> James of South Los Angeles worked in a Culver City main post office while Lagarde of Inglewood worked in the La Tierra post office in South Los Angeles. Um, geez. I mean, really? really? Um, is it rampant in Colorado too, Jester? I mean, I didn't even know that it was a thing. Um, pro- a prosecutor said the <laughs> pair obtained debit cards that the California Employment Development Department had issued to other people for unemployment insurance benefits. So, um, and and then it was obtained, you know, through a chain of other people using stolen identities and false information. Uh, I mean, damn. So this guy, James, deposited more than $27,000 worth of postal money orders into his bank account um, just between September 3rd and 19th of last year. Shit, it's not even taking him a whole month. Um, <laughs> hey. Almost. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, admit, uh, James admitted to knowingly using at least eight of those debit cards in other people's name and causing a loss of around $142,000. And Lagarde, his little buddy, uh, causing $160,879. That's a lot of taxpayer money right there. And it's money that people were waiting on that, you know, most doubt, you know, they, they probably needed it. <laughs> yeah, most undoubtedly, they probably needed it. Uh, we hope that they did anyway. Most assuredly. <clears throat> yeah, that too. Um, so United States <laughs> District Judge George H., they got greedy. He might have gotten away with a few thousand, but man, $160,000, right, Jester? Um, so District Judge George H. Wu has scheduled a sentencing hearing on September 30th for Lagarde. And on October 7th for James, be a bunch of angry unemployed people outside those buildings. Um, Each defendant can face a statutory maximum of 10 years in federal prison. So you would think that they would get more uh, taking federal money like that. But I guess they figured the federal crime and it might be a little easier on them. But I don't think that's the case. Well, if it, you know, anything that happens in California, they're not going to punish them that severely anyway. No, no, make them work out in the farm, you know, plowing up buds and stuff. Um, buds. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. So California officials discovered billions of dollars in fraud in the state's unemployment system. Over the past year, an investigation also discovered that millions of dollars worth of fraudulent claims were paid out to prisoners, including inmates on death row. 
<laughs> what are they going to do with the money? Well, I thought it was a little suspicious when uh, old Brody down there came up with three cartons of Marlboros all of a sudden, but I didn't ask no questions. Um, Marlboros? Marlboros, you know. Um, or, you know, some chewing tobacco. Camels? Well, you know, filterless at that. <laughs> but way to go, Gavin Newsom. You got a hell of a state there, buddy. Just keep that going. Just chugging along. Oh, my goodness. So has anything happened with that recall on him? I haven't heard anything. <laughs> they having a recall on Newsom's? Um, they probably got a few. There's a few of him in every... And a few in a few different states out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Uh, what's that um, governor out of? Is it out of Michigan? The one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Was it and Latimer? She was, or... Yeah, she had something where she was complaining about people not wearing their mask. Oh, thank together you. And all that Whitmer. Okay, thank yeah. you. Uh, I knew it was a mur. And uh, then it shows a picture of her having dinner. Within that same week, uh, there's like six or eight of them around the around the table at a restaurant with no mask on, you know, hugging yeah. all over each other and doing God knows what. I mean, really, kind of. So, isn't that the second time she's had to apologize for something like that, where she's breaking the rules? Or first yeah. time, I think it was her husband, wasn't it? That he was out fishing or hunting or doing something. I think he was or shooting he, buffalo or something. I don't know. He, Buffalo yeah. in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was strange. Strange. <laughs> you never know when a wild buffalo is going to wander into your neighborhood, Donald Wayne. You yeah. live up north there. So, hmm. oh, Governor Nuisance. Yes, that's right, Eric. And Governor New Scum. Oh, I like that too. Yeah, that's a that's that's pretty. Has a, yeah, has a ring to it. It does. You scum. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I got something at Walmart to get rid of that. <laughs> and you don't have to wear a mask in there anymore. So No, or clothes. Uh, <laughs> no, yes. You still have to wear clothes. <laughs> well, now, there's only at all you go down, apparently. Unless, yeah, unless Same. you're working, working in the uh, gardening department. Uh, so, well, <laughs> <laughs> he's provoking me. Did you? I'm being provoked. You know that you can. I mean, Walmart. This this one uh, down the road, down the road away from oh yonder. From, yeah, down yonder towards Dallas, Georgia. Um, they darn if they almost don't have a hospital in there now. They added a uh, they. Uh, reconfigured their building there and they've got all kind of medical stuff in there now you know you, dental care eye care uh you know hmm. probably some of those tests that you were talking about earlier oh probably <laughs> so yeah, yeah the, in there test i can poop in a box dude. so uh <laughs> doc so where did you get your <laughs> diploma where where is your training um hey but that's it's it's the it's the way. I mean, you know, you can go to grocery stores now and get get uh, vaccinations. Who would ever have thought that would happen? 
in our lifetime, that that would be a place you'd think to go get a vaccination at Kroger or, or Publix. Yeah, you, well, I mean, well, when I got my vaccination, I got mine at Kroger. Did you? Yeah. This one up here by me? Or is there one? There's one over there by you up there on that road. <laughs> is that the one you went to by you? No, it's up in Woodstock, actually. Woodstock? They weren't going to send me anywhere convenient. Um, they were going <laughs> to make sure it took me I mean, an hour to get there. There's 30 Krogers between here well, and, and I, Woodstock. I, well, and I thought it was funny, too, because they asked you, where do you live? And, you know, I'm like, what, you mean, you know, within a 100-mile radius? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Man, this is great. Then you don't know what shot you're going to get until you get there. So they kind of look at you, and they're like, ah, I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> I might give this one to Moderna. Um, give that younger guy back there the Pfizer. <laughs> I'm like, geez. That's uh, this is kind of a conspiracy going on around here. Picking and choosing who you want to get what. I, I was trying to type, so I, I tried Hello. to. I was, I try to silence that because I think I have a noisy, noisy keyboard. <laughs> my my little keys make a lot of noise when oh, I press them. Okay, I see. You were typing into the chat. I was trying oh, to. I was trying to be good. You know, it's hard for me to do that sometimes. That's all right. One on every corner, just stuck. Um. um <laughs> Um, yeah, King King, we are actually in Georgia. We're uh, not Stone Mountain. The, oh, no, you're in Stone the, Mountain. Yeah. We're oh. to the west of you, sir. We're to the yes. west of you. Yeah, yeah we're over. I just always say going towards Dallas. Right. Georgia. He, not, said, not he says it he says it just like that too. <laughs> Dallas. Did uh, did you see uh speaking of Dallas real quick? Did you see that uh, there was a Julio Jones was on a phone call with somebody, uh, obviously a friend or somebody he trusted, but they recorded the silly thing and then they gave it to the news outlet. But, uh, you know, he's wanting to be traded by the Falcons. And the guy that was asking him about being traded, he said, are you going back to the Falcons? And he, he said, I will not be with the Falcons. And the guy said, uh, that was asking him questions. He says, well, you don't want to go to Dallas if you want to go to a winning team. And, and, and Julio says, no, I don't want to go to Dallas. So oh, I thought I took a, that. I was a little bit offended by that. He's know. a hater. Um, I, I mean, bet if they offered him enough money, he'd go to Dallas. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I don't, I don't blame Julio for wanting out King. Um, I mean, you know, just, I mean, he didn't have a choice about coming to Atlanta, but um, uh, uh, Atlanta's just one of those teams. I mean, yeah, our Cowboys they, they aren't known for winning uh, for long stretches of time, but uh, no, what it's know. been twenty-seven years, some odd years or so since what? It's been a long time since we since our, what. Won something? Since our, our last Super Bowl win, yeah. 27 years? Uh, maybe 30. No. Yeah. What, was it in 
80s? You're saying is the 80s is the last time we went to the Super Bowl? Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. 20, I, I find that hard to believe. So it's a 20, so 24 years. Oh. So, King, yeah. are you a uh, uh, Falcons fan or, or maybe a Cowboys fan? It was. I believe that King may be a Falcons fan um, or a Cleveland Brown fan. I don't know why I put that upon why you. Did you put, why did you say Cleveland yeah, why, Brown? Why did, you, why did you say Cleveland Brown fan? Um, I just I say that when I don't know what people's teams are. I mean, of all the teams that you could have put in there. <laughs> One day I'll actually be right. Uh, oh, Philly. Oh, oh no. Oh, Lord, please help me. Help me again. <laughs> I know An Eagles I said fan? yesterday would be the last time, but please. <laughs> An Eagles fan. Well, that's all right. We, we're glad uh, you're here anyway, King. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm glad you're here. We won't get along with football. That's uh, The Eagles are my nemesis. That is for sure. Uh, PB9FB is trying to call in Dennis Lee. I guess you need to throw out the uh, caller policy uh, one yeah, more time. Yeah, PBG, we, we're, we're used to you coming in here, but we've never seen you chat. So you want to just chat in there what you want to talk about, and we can let you come well, in and we're, the box we're, for Well, and we're coming minutes. up on the last 15 minutes here that oh, yeah, we, we have are, to check right. out. So we'll have to uh, – I have a family. Yeah, I, actually, uh, King uh, Chuck, I, I lived in uh, I lived in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania for a short while. I think it was less than a year <laughs> Uh, but at least a year till after the um, first snow. <laughs> yeah, well, really, the snow wasn't bad. People know how to, you know, that live in Pennsylvania know how to drive. It seems like. Well, that's all um, you ever talked about is how how you hated shoveling snow. Oh yeah, I hated the snow. I loved it. The you know, for the first two or three times I saw it, I was like, oh look at that, man, that's cool. That's what you don't see. No, it's all so pretty. And then the next day when your car is covered in snow, because when they clean the street, they uh, the snow plows dumping that snow all over your car. You're like, oh, yeah. So that was that was it. That broke <laughs> and then the right snow there. gets dirty and nasty. And yeah, it's well, not I mean, any fun. No, no, I wouldn't suggest um, sucking on any of it at all. What? <laughs> you put the, the, the snow in your mouth and, you know, turn it into water. So... Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> okay. Well, just, I didn't have any, have any instructions just, on that. I mean, it just melts in your mouth if you'll just leave it alone. Then there's no action required on that. Uh, rather quickly. <laughs> uh, yeah, not the yellow snow. Yeah, that's right, Sarmente. Um, Welcome, my friend. Not the yellow snow. <sighs> I mean, it's been a while since we've had a nice, decent snow here. On this side of Atlanta, yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then um, um, King knows that, uh, you know, down here especially, we get an inch, inch and a half of snow. We're done. Yeah. We're done for a good two or three days. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, you know, and I heard the traffic report today um, coming in and, Every time I hear that now about anything on 285, which is a, a perimeter highway that goes all the way around Atlanta. Um, in a circle. In a, in a, yeah, it's, it's a lopsided circle, but it's a circle. Uh, who was that famous baseball player that got uh, years ago for the Braves? Uh, he was a pitcher, and he got stuck on 285. Yeah. 
And, I got stuck on two eighty five too. But he missed the game because he didn't know where to get off. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Was I, it? I, I, it's a famous story. So I guess Pablo or Pablo Escobar? No, it wasn't Escobar. Or, anyway, yeah, but it was. I mean, it was back in the. I would say it was probably in the late eighties or early. I think it was in the late eighties. I've but heard yeah, this, the, the tale from it. He got on there and and. Didn't know how to get off. Nobody told him how to get off of the uh, off of the uh, perimeter highway. Well, people run over you if you don't know where you're going. You got to know where you're going on 285. And yeah, I mean they've clocked right people over you. I mean it's a it's a fairly busy interstate that goes around Atlanta, and they've clocked people at 115 miles an hour on that thing, and just weaving in and out of traffic. So well, when I hear the traffic, hmm. No, go ahead. I was just say when I hear that traffic report, it makes me so happy that I don't have to go back down into Atlanta anymore. Oh, and yeah. it, I miss some of the areas that I used to get to work down there, but I do not miss that traffic. I mean, that's three or four hours of your life every day that people spend. You'll never get back. No, never get it back. Nope. Now maybe yeah, if I had I've one seen... of those self-driving cars. <laughs> right. I mean, I've been on uh, eighty-five. Um, to where there's been about 10 to 15 of those high-speed motorcycles just right up beside us, and they're popping wheelies. All of them are popping wheelies at the same time. It's probably one of the cooler things I've seen on 85. But I'm like, man, this is dangerous, you know. Just take one of those individuals that lose control, and we're all going, you know, 70, uh, 80, some people 100 miles an hour. <laughs> um <laughs> You're not missing anything, Sarmente. There's good people here, but we're just yeah. saying the traffic is just they're what they're ten years behind in their planning for the roads. I mean, Atlanta is a is a wonderful place in so many respects, but uh, oops, all right, we know this guy. Who that? Hey, Eric. Eric. Hello, Eric. Can you hear me? Well, hey, oh, hey, Eric, I hear you. Oh, there it must have been on your end, but I'm back now. But, um, well, think about me is like, like the Atlanta interstates. Um, I never like to drive on them, especially during rush hour, right? Um, like, I'm like, there might be days I might come from like Gwinnett County on Highway 78, um, you know, to get off at North Druid Hills and. And at rush hour in the afternoon when I'm traveling west, I could see like that southbound traffic going, going down toward I-20. And I'm like, I mean, are, are they ever going to fix that bottleneck anytime soon? And then, but coming home, I, I get on like La Vista and Fraser Road and, and La Vista like and cut through Tucker to get back to 78. Oh, if I'm ever okay. in that part of Atlanta around like Toco Hills and, right. and, and Shambly and Brookhaven. Yeah, that, oh, that right uh, interchange at uh, 285 and uh, I-20 going west towards Alabama is just ridiculous. And I think I that that one and the one, you know, o- over near Wesley Chapel Road need, needs upgrading bad. Yeah, and they're and, upgrading 400 over at 285. Oh, yeah. Well, that was years in the making, too, but. Uh, I haven't. And then been they had to way. upgrade the Cobb Cloverleaf as well, in, in anticipation of the Brave Stadium. 
Right. But I'm like you, Eric. I I mean, when I did have to get out and, and in fact, actually King, I used to do a lot of work over in the stone mountain area. I had a lot of good customers over there, but it just got to be living on this side of town. I mean, seriously, three or four hours a day traveling and it just, it just didn't make sense anymore. I miss some of those customers over there, but it's just not worth it. And, and going from stone mountain to, uh, to Marietta, there's just, there's just not many back roads you can take uh, that wouldn't take longer. So, um, you know, like I can memorize back roads one time, and I'll and I'll still remember it and never forget it. Now, when I worked in Roswell, I could get to Marietta the back roads, and it's not so bad. But anything that puts me south of uh, the northern loop is just ridiculous. Um, and when my grandmother Pat was alive, and even when my my grandfather Wayne Kirk was alive, um, like they they would you used to like go to like Panama City, or they would oftentimes go down to Luthersville to see my uncle Tommy when he was alive, and and that I eighty five interchange where Old National Highway and and two eighty five meet that that they could never understand that um, that interchange to save their lives. Um, yeah. You know, and then with the airport down there, I would imagine at some point that interchange along with the 75 and 675 interchanges will probably need upgrading at some point if that airport grows even more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's so confusing. I used to live in College Park years ago before they started all the expansion, and mm-hmm. I don't even I recognize want to live that to the area. Airport anyways. No. Well, it was it, one of my first job in Atlanta, so I, I didn't have a choice, but. It used to be a little easier to get around, but you can get on the wrong branch of the highway when you're down there on that lower section of 285 and uh, end up having to go the wrong way easily, easily. Well, I'm getting about ready to drop off the call soon, so I think right. you and Dennis have got to start wrapping it up. But all right. um, I'll Thanks, see y'all Eric. later. Thanks Appreciate for calling it. in, Eric. All right, Dennis Lee, it's up to you. Okay, um, well... Yeah, it's that time where, um, you know, if you're a Twitterer um, and you'd like to Twitter us, do that at Tristalk at uh, WG Moon on Twitter. You can email us for uh, with suggestions about the, sh- uh, the show, uh, about what you want to hear. Um, you can send us pictures, BP, my goodness. Um, and you can, uh, you know, just tell us what you think. Do that at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. Um, you can get us on uh, Facebook. I encourage you to follow us on Facebook at Tristalk. And we put a lot of the articles that we use are posted on there, as well as all of the podcasts that we do. And you can also see the Facebook Live segment that we did hmm. this past Saturday. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, or Friday. Or was it Friday or Saturday? It was Friday night. Friday, yeah, Friday How night. How soon we forget. Friday. I know, right? Friday night live, you could see from uh, from last Friday. So, But yeah, you can follow us there on at Tristalk on Facebook. And we are also on Spotify at Tristalk, Amazon Music at Tristalk, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Player FM at Tristalk. Uh, we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. And look, we uh, we we uh, appreciate you. 
We love you. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it's it's easier to say where we're not on now than it is to I say what we're right? on. Jeez. We're what a blessing. You can get us you can get us almost anywhere. Yeah. Just about. But thanks, King. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, thanks yeah, to everyone thank I appreciate else it, for spending time with us tonight. And remember tomorrow night is what, Dennis Lee? Whoa, it was wacky Wednesday, folks. <laughs> Okay. It is Wacky Wednesday tomorrow night, so that means anything goes uh, as long as you stay fully clothed and right. um, don't uh, harm animals. So, Indeed. A closing thought for tonight is the trouble with having an open mind, of course, is that people will insist on trying to put things in it. That, okay. Kind of, well, that's, I mean, that's I it. Like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you, cut and dry to the point. Yeah. And there's just no beating around the bush on that one. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, Dennis Lee, I'm trying, I'm trying to find, since we're having to, I, I still oh, yeah. got to check out the stuff that you sent me, but, uh, oh, some, well, you got to do that. There's plenty of stuff on there. I know. I just, I've, I've been working I, since Saturday. So I will, uh, I will do that so I can use something besides, this next song, which is called Snow Angel, and oh, yeah. I have no idea what it's going to be I like. I love that song. If you, It's by Robaradatki. I'm sure it is. Don't make me say that again. <laughs> uh, if you want to grab the lights, I'll uh, start this Snow uh, Angel. I'm going to flicker the lights. Y'all have a great night. Be safe. <laughs> Thank you.